Good morning. We are thankful for the good crowd that is assembled here this morning. We're thankful for your presence, your willingness to be here. It's not the most beautiful day outside, but we're thankful for any time that we can be together. As I look across the audience, I see lots of our members, of course. Uh, we have several who are out, several who are sick, uh, those who are traveling. We want to remember them during this time. It's that time of year where many are missing because of sickness. I see some visitors that are not quite so visitors that have been here before or with us uh, fairly regularly or visit quite often, and some maybe that we've met for the first time today, but we are grateful that you have chosen to be here, thankful for our time together to worship. We would invite you back not only this evening, on Wednesday evening, but any time that you have an opportunity. We love uh, having visitors. We love having an opportunity to assemble together. And we would love so much for you to be with us any time that you are in our area or that you have an opportunity. I hope that you have a happy holiday season. If you've got your bulletin in front of you, you notice the lesson is not exactly about what many are this day, but we hope that you have a good holiday season with your family, safe travels if you're traveling around, and enjoy this time of year, the gift-giving season, among many other things. Uh, And we want to hope that everyone will have a good season, but it's safe as well. It's hard to believe, but there's only one Sunday left. In 2018, only four sermons left in 2018. It's hard to believe that it's come and gone already. It's that time of year where we consider that kind of thing. We'd love uh, for you to be with us. Any of those next four sermons. Uh, Next Sunday night, Harrison Gibbs will be speaking to us. Uh, So I've only got three sermons left. But all three of them are going to kind of connect together a little bit. Including the two today that are a little different. If you've got your bulletin and you see the title of the lessons, tonight we are going to take a moment and think about the year past, the past year in the Saudi congregation. Uh, There will be some spiritual application, of course, along the way, but we would like to think for just a few moments about the good things this congregation has accomplished, the things that have taken place here. So if you're visiting with us, uh, it may be a little unfamiliar, but we appreciate uh, you coming back if you can with us us this evening. And to our members, uh, we hope that you'll be here as we want to consider uh, some of the things that have gone on in the last year and encourage our ourselves as we think about the new year. The lesson this morning is going to focus, as you see in your outline there, if you've got it in front of you, on the power of the congregation of the people who meet here at Saudi. Now, if you're visiting with us, that's okay, because of course, in reality, the lesson this morning is going to be something that's not just applicable here for those at Saudi, but it's quite possible that you might find something useful, some useful information in the lesson today as you go back to your home congregation or go through with your life. If you're with us this morning and you're looking for a church home or you want to know more about Jesus the Christ, and we hope that you will take this opportunity to hear the lesson. We hope that you'll take the opportunity to learn more about the Word of God, to see how wonderful this place is here, how much we love Jesus, how much we want to share His love and His Word with the world around us. Around us, This lesson this morning may seem a little different, but in the end, I hope that you will see the benefit of thinking about some of the things that we're going to discuss. You see, sometimes the church is run like a business, and sometimes that can be a good thing. When we think about financial matters, sometimes it might be good that the church is run like a business in the sense that maybe somebody has that type of knowledge and understands those types of things and can make the power of money, if you will, work for the benefit of a local congregation. And and sometimes that can be a good thing. Other times the church is run like a business and that can be a bad thing because sometimes it becomes all about money. Maybe you're aware of a congregation or places where where they are just trying to to get more people in, to have more money, to do more things. And and sometimes that can take the the relational nature 
out of the church. And we don't care so much about people or about souls, but about people filling the seats and about the money. And sometimes the church being run like a business can be a bad thing. But this morning, I I want you to follow me and think with me kind of down this line of thinking, especially as it relates to the Saudi congregation and what our goals are here. Because I would submit, again, it doesn't just apply only to this congregation, but there is power in a group of people working together, and we want to talk about that this morning. You've got your outline in front of you, the first blank here, maybe something that you weren't expecting, but first of all this morning, we want to consider that there is power in branding. Now again, hear me out and see where we're going with this, but there is certainly no argument that there is power in this idea of branding. I took at least one marketing class in college, and some of you may have been through that type of program, and you understand, and it doesn't take much, because sometimes we put images in front of our mind, and we understand that there is absolutely power in branding. You see, you look at the logos on the screen, and you instantly think about computers, or you think about athletics, or you think about Big Macs, or many other things come to your mind when you simply look at a letter or some colors that are put together to form some type of logo. In fact, we're very familiar with the one in the bottom right-hand corner there, the swoosh, as it's known. And many of you know the name Phil Knight, who invented Nike or started the business Nike. The story goes that he paid a lady $35, $35 to come up with the logo for Nike. And of course, now almost 45 years later, that logo, that swoosh, is worth almost $13 billion, depending on uh, what figures that you look at. There's absolutely power in the idea of branding or having a logo. Now, you don't have to give me a show of hands, but how many of you, again, no show of hands, would recognize this logo? Because the the question we want to consider for just a moment this morning is, why can't the same power that helped the swoosh become a household item that people recognize instantly across the entire world, no less, help us as a church here at Saudi? Why can't the same power that made the idea of branding, that made the idea where children and adults everywhere across this globe want to wear and be seen wearing and be connected to the swoosh, why can't we use that same power here at the Saudi congregation? And of course the answer is we can. We can use that same concept in a sense to help us here. We're not here to become a $13 billion company. That's not the point of a group of people meeting at this place and being associated together. But if we consider, consider even for just a moment the power of the idea of something as simple as a logo, then we can use that power to our benefit and ultimately to the benefit of God. You know, that logo there is ours, in case you didn't know. It's on the Facebook page that we have. And if you go to that Facebook page and you look up Facebook, which there, of course, are, are billions of users on Facebook, you see that logo there attached to our page. I even recently had some business cards made up. I've got some on the office, but I, I grabbed a few to put up here. But it, I've got some business cards made, and I, I wanted to put that on there so we could be associated with that kind of idea. There, there are some in my office. You can pick them up and hand them out. It's got phone numbers, names, addresses on there trying to share with people about maybe coming to visit with us. I even recently had some stickers made that I thought were kind of neat. And so part of the reason this lesson has come about is because I was really proud of these stickers. You know, I got on there, I ordered them, had them made. I showed them to a few people and they said, that's great. What's that? I said, okay. If you need a second to be brought back down, you know, that's kind of like, oh, that's wonderful. But what is that? Well, maybe there's an idea that people don't even know within our own congregation that we have a logo, if you will. 
You know, you can buy those. I ordered about 10 just as a test, but we could buy them in groups of 100. The same website I ordered them through will sell you the ones that you can put on the back of your cars that are safe to have on the back of your windows. You can put them there next to your My Child is an Honor Student. Bob can put it next to his I'd Rather Be Fishing uh, bumper sticker. You can put it next to your Honk If You're Happy bumper sticker, but you can have it right there on your card where everyone could see it. The question is, the idea is, of course, what could we accomplish if we began to share this with others? And people began to see this logo on notebooks or computers or uh, on the back of your car. And they see it all around the Saudi Daisy, Tennessee. And they begin to ask the question, what is this? Why are there so many people wearing this? And what does it have to do with anything? And of course, by the way, this is our logo, not just because it's some random design. It was We asked somebody to go forth and, and put it together and gave them some of ideas about the congregation here, and this is what was come up with. But there are a few things specifically about this, if you were to share this with somebody. First of all, there's a letter S. I tried to demonstrate it here with some red lines, but if you notice, it's I didn't even notice it when I first looked at it until I thought about it and somebody mentioned it, but that, there's a letter S there inside of that, which of course would represent Saudi. But at the same time, there's two sections of white lines there. I'll go back a slide. But there are two sections of white lines that look like water. Now there's two, and, and there's two different ideas here. First of all, if I tell anybody, and I've seen a lot of people that I knew from my previous job and things, if I tell anybody when they ask me, where are you working now? And I say the Saudi Church of Christ, I say instantly, the place that's on the water. Because a lot of people drive down the highway here, and of course it's a little easier to see right now with the trees uh, dead and there's no leaves, but they can see our building right there on the water. We're located on the water here. But of course ultimately at the same time, we're about water. And not just baptism necessarily, but we're about the living water. You think about John chapter 4. When Jesus meets the Samaritan woman there in verses 1 through 26 of John 4, that's not, uh, that's the place that we think about worshiping God in spirit and in truth and, and rightfully so. But Jesus talks there about the living water. That's what we're about. Not just that we're maybe recognizable as our building being right here located on the water, but we are about the living water here. And of course, from a biblical perspective, we think about the Bible. The Bible talks about branding, if you will. If you've got your Bible, you notice in Acts chapter 17 and verses 5 through 9, when we think about branding, the idea is simply being known by something. Being known by a logo or by something like that. In Acts chapter 17 and verses 5 through 9, we see that there are Christians who are known for something. We think about Acts 17 for many things that are there. We've already had a lesson this year on Paul's message there at the Areopagus and at Mars Hill. But if you go further back to verses 5 through 9, we read about the assault on Jason's house. And as they're looking for those people who would be preaching Christ, in verse number 6 specifically, they say that these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. You see, the people weren't just recognized as Christians necessarily yet. They might have been recognized as followers of Christ, and hopefully so. But the comment that's made here by inspiration is that they were known for turning the world upside down. I love that phrase. I always have. I think there's power inside of that phrase. But what does it mean for us? I'm, again, I'm not saying or advocating that we run the Saudi congregation exactly like a business. But when we think about what businesses are trying to do in branding and getting their name out there, there's some benefit. There's some benefit in being known for something or as something. And as we go through the lesson, we're going to see, it's, again, it's not just about having $13 billion in the bank account or, or having 500 people here in the seats. It's more than that, and we'll get there. 
But it begins because there is power in branding. But that's great. We got a logo. That's, that's wonderful. But what do we do with that? Secondly, this morning, we think about the fact that there is power in sharing. Not just in the branding, but in the sharing. To have a logo is great. To have a congregation of people that meet here is a good thing. But it doesn't do us any good if we don't share with others. And again, we're not just sharing to make Saudi this huge mega church or this congregation with a thousand people and we've got to find a new location because we can't fit everybody in here. But it's because we at Saudi are about sharing how great this place is. We're about sharing the great love of Christ and the love that flows from God the Father and Jesus the Son. Over the last few weeks, there have been a few lines in our bulletin, if you've noticed in there, a few lines of encouragement about social media. Because this is a great tool, as we are all connected, most everyone maybe is connected in some way or has a relative that is connected. This basically free tool, as the bulletin has said, to share about the good things that this congregation has that are going on. I know it's going to be hard for you to make out, and and that's all right, but for those of us who are associated with this page and and kind of in a sense that we can post things on there because it's just a a few who have that that ability we can go in and it will tell us the 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 opportunity or the ability that we're making by sharing with others this is the post that we did a few weeks ago about our downtown encouragement and talking about the things that were done and in the top right hand corner there it says 889 people almost 900 almost a thousand people were connected or touched by this page because they either saw it or it popped up on their feed or they clicked on it in some type of sense. They'll give you the metrics and they'll tell us how good we're doing or how many people that we're reaching. Many of you have seen the absolutely dumb, silly videos that I've tried to put together. By the way, that's Brian Sorello's fault uh, to try to, to share about the sermon that's coming up on Sunday. And it has nothing to do with the horrible acting or anything that's going on or even the camera work that Hannah takes credit for. But that says... 2,500 people, 2,500 people were touched or saw or watched a small clip or noticed this video about what the sermon was on that Sunday here at the Saudi congregation. Uh, you know, 84 people or 86 people liked it, 20 loved it, four people laughed at it. Well, one person was wowed by it. I don't know what that's about. But all these people were connected and noticed what was going on here at Saudi on Sunday morning. Again, it drives me crazy. I don't even like to think about trying to do something like a little one-minute video even. But we heard a lesson Brian did. It was at Posh in the Pulpit, and, and I've listened to it since later. But the idea of what we can do with even a tool as simple as social media. Now, we've talked already in our adult class here this morning, the one that meets over here to the side in adult classroom one, but we've already talked about some of the terrible nature and the terrible things that happen on social media. It can be a very bad place when people are fussing or fighting or arguing or making comments that you know you don't even know who it is. It's this bad-mouthing someone and the bullying and those types of things. But at the same time, it can be used in a positive sense. And we can use it in a sense that we are reaching out to others. But again, we're not just sharing our logo and that's it. Here's another thing that we have on our Facebook page, and it's actually on our website as well, if you ever notice it. Seek and save and serve. And there are passages associated with it. We think about Matthew 6, 33, where we're told to seek first the kingdom of God. That's what we're trying to do as a people that meet here. We're trying to seek first the kingdom of God, but at the same time, we're trying to save. We know that was what Jesus' goal was. He didn't come as the great physician to heal everyone. He came to reach out to those who were sin sick and needed the saving power of his blood, which, of course, by the way, we know is the entire world. 
We are to be seeking first the kingdom of God, trying to save those around us and serving those around us as well. We, we draw attention to our Facebook page because that's kind of where, again, a lot of people interact with uh, Facebook and social media. But our website has these things listed on it. People can go there and find out about our congregation. Are we seeking first God in our lives? It doesn't do any good if I put things on social media or I stand up here and preach every Sunday if we're not doing it together as a congregation. Are we saving those who are lost? Are we serving our community by helping others not only physically, but even spiritually as well. Are we living the same words that Peter and John told those who had arrested them in Acts chapter 4? As they're addressing the Sanhedrin there, and we get over to verse number 20, are we speaking these same words? They had arrested them. They had commanded them. They had said, do not speak anymore in the name of Jesus. And they said in verse number 20, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Is that the way that we're treating The gospel, is that the way that we're treating the word of God? We cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. That's what we have to consider when it comes to this idea of sharing. There's great power in branding. I mean, logos are great, that kind of thing. But there's great power in sharing. In the first century, it took the story of a Savior and caused it to spread like wildfire among the world. Are we sharing? Not just about the Saudi congregation, I mean, that's what we kind, of, we kind of want. We want to add to the number here physically in a sense. But are we sharing more than just the good things that are being done here? The activities that we have? We all love game night. That's a lot of fun. But there's more to it than that. Are we sharing about the Saudi church and the word of God as well? Which really leads us to our last point this morning. And the main point for the lesson. But that is the power of the gospel. You know, I, I thought about it again as, as I had these stickers made and shown to a few and they're like, well, what is that? I thought, you know, I want, I want to share with the congregation. I want us to talk about this and think about our logo and the way we can share these things. But ultimately, it's the power of the gospel. That's what it's really about. That's why we're here. We're not here, again, to become a, a multi-billion dollar company. But we're here to share the power of the gospel. I want to be crystal clear. I want you to understand exactly what I'm saying in the point of the lesson The Saudi Church of Christ is a a great place. It's full of great people. Not perfect people, but great people. People who are trying to serve God. People who are trying to get to heaven and help others get to heaven. And I want us to use the tools that we have to help people see that this is a place that they should want to be. Not because it's a fun, happening place. Not because this is the, the social hub of Saudi Daisy or we have all these activities going on. But because we are a people who want to share The saving message of the gospel. The power is in the gospel. You see, we cannot forget that saving power. That is where the power is, and that is exactly what we should be pointing people towards. Throw Apple out the window, throw Nike out the window, all this talk of these things we've already looked at. Maybe we need to consider this morning the most famous logo, if you will, that came about on a dark day about 2,000 years ago. Maybe that's what we should be striving for. And maybe it's the connection between the two. I'm all about the congregation here. Thankful for the opportunity to be with you and share with you week in and week out. Not only the gospel, but our daily lives and the struggles that we go through. But we cannot forget what might be the most recognizable thing. Because you know that, right? I mean, we, we see it in athletes. We see it on television. We see it all around the world, the cross. And people are real easy to wear it and have it on things. But do we understand the connection? Because we do not need to forget what the gospel is, even this morning. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verses 1 through 4, Paul tells those in Corinth exactly what the gospel is. How can we share it if we don't understand it ourselves? He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare and preach, or declare to you the gospel, which I preach to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. And beginning in verse number 3, For I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died, he died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. But you know, it doesn't stop there, because the ultimate vi- uh, message comes later in verse number 57, with victory. Thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The ultimate message that comes from the gospel, even in the same chapter, is Victory. Winning. And it doesn't take a sports team or that type of connection to think about that. We want victory. Of course, it's even as Paul would say later in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, he would tell those in Rome that it is that the gospel is the power of Jesus. The gospel of Jesus is the power, excuse me, but it's the power of God. And it's the power unto salvation. Despite our best efforts here, it's not the preacher, it's not the elders, it's not even the members who do the saving, but it's God's power. And it's God's power unto salvation. Paul even told those in Corinth there in his second letter that it is in Jesus that we become new. Chapter 5 and verse 17. It is that power of participating in the death, the burial, and the resurrection that gives us the hope and allows us to be new. Of putting off the old things. And goodness knows as we look around the room and we all are very honest about our lives, sometimes there's old things that we really want to let go of that we don't want to be known for. There's old ways that we need to put aside, and we can do that in Christ by participating with Him in the power of the gospel. And of course, ultimately, as we think about our lives and think about what we're trying to do here at Saudi, maybe this is the better idea. Maybe this is what we should be striving for. The logo that represents the people that meet here at Saudi, but that represents us in the shadow of the cross, as we sometimes say. Standing in the shadow of the cross. Because we want people to be here. We want folks to know what's going on here. And to wonder what's taking place within these walls. And among the people here doing good things. We ultimately want to point people toward the saving power of the gospel. That's where the power is. That is what we should be striving to attain every day. And with being a part of this congregation here. You see all of this comes back. All this talk of branding or sharing or Facebook or logos, all of it comes back simply to a group of people working together. Like a team. But not even like a team because the Bible talks about it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, before we get to the love chapter, Paul talks about being a part of the body. And the body working together and the body taking care of each other. And the body promoting each other as a group and doing the good things together. As we've already even sung this morning, We've talked about entering the city, being made like Him because we've walked with Him each step of the way. We've walked with Him as a congregation here together. We've walked with Him individually. Because as great as congregation can be, as much power as we can have together, sharing a message, putting forth a united front, reaching out to the community, it's nothing if we're not first right as individuals. And of course, that's where this lesson ends and ultimately comes back to the invitation and asking you to think about your life. Because it's great that we have a logo. It's great that we meet here. It's great that we do great things. 
But what about individually? Because you cannot be a part of that. You cannot be sharing the good news of Jesus and the saving power of His blood if you have not participated in it yourself. The possibility exists as we end this lesson this morning and we're about to sing the song of encouragement and ask you to consider your life that you've never done that. You couldn't teach others about the gospel. You could wear the logo on a shirt or put it on your car and that's great. That's kind of what we're after. But you couldn't share with people the ultimate message. Because if we're not doing that, then it's pointless. We're not a social club. We're not, we're not any kind of way. We want people to be here uh, just to, to give us their money. We're about helping people understand what it takes to get to heaven. And that begins with becoming a Christian. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never done that. We'll be singing in a moment to encourage you to, to live for Jesus, to think about becoming a Christian even this day. And as we sing that song of encouragement and we think about the gospel, it includes his simple plan of salvation. That includes being baptized for the remission of your sins. It includes water. Not the same water in a sense, but but being baptized for the remission of your sins. Not because it's holy water. Not because it takes the dirt off your skin. But because you come in contact with the blood of Christ. And that's what washes away our sins. And the Lord can add us to His church. And whether you're here at Saudi, whether you're headed home to Memphis, whether you're going to Ohio or even some strange place out in California, wherever you go, you're carrying the name of Jesus, the power of the gospel. And you can be a part of a good effort with any congregation that wants to be faithful and follow after him, but it begins with you becoming a child of God. Maybe you're here this morning and you've done that, but you've become wayward. You've wandered away. You kind of fit in more with the world than you do with a group of Christians. It happens. It happens to all of us because the world is an alluring place and we want to be like that. We want to be accepted from time to time. But we know that it's in Christ that all spiritual blessings are found. Maybe you're here this morning and you've wandered away. You need to repent of your sin and pray to God. And that you can be forgiven. He is faithful to do just that. That you can again walk in the light as he is in the light. We're thankful for a good God. We're thankful for a loving Savior. And this morning as we think about the power of this congregation here. It would begin with you becoming a member. Not just of this congregation. But of the body of God. The the family of God. Body of Christ. And as you think about those things. And as we sing these words of encouragement. Whether you need to become a Christian or come back to him. We need the prayers of this congregation. We'll be encouraged as we stand together and as we sing.